It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. No time. No time. Thank you. Small talk. Um, I'm back from Arizona. Jesse is still here in person in the flesh. Never left. I've actually been in the seat for two weeks. Some people would believe that. Actually, it's not, it's not like the most far-fetched thing I've ever heard. Um, we have Jeff Wilson, the sports card investor, coming on in 10 minutes. I want another perspective of somebody else who was at the Tops conference. Wait, you're going to be a dad. <laughs> For a split second, I was like, we're not supposed to be saying that. No, uh, you can. I can now. That's right. I am. I have. I have, bear. I have fathered. Well, I, actually, I haven't fathered yet. <laughs> You've got it. It's created. Close enough. It hasn't been born yet. Yeah. Th- there's your big breaking news. It's a little baby. Having and a kid. Do you feel like you finally accomplished everything that you wanted that due, I had that you didn't have? Due date, <laughs> 9-11. So not great there. Uh, by the way, I believe that was my grandfather's birthday. Really? Grampy month ago. Wow, keeping it in the family. That's fun. That's how I roll. Hey, congratulations. Pretty excited. Papa. We just started talking about it last night to people. So, um, With Anyways. that being said, you wanted to jump right in. I know we have limited time. <laughs> yeah, I want to kind of give my thoughts on the conference, and then we'll get Jeff's. I wanted somebody else who was there. He was there, obviously. You've um, never been to one of these, right? Never been to the Tops conference. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Um, so, overall, first of all, Arizona wild and hannah kind of as my last little hurrah before i have to be like an old man driving a minivan like a loser <laughs> minivans are cool bro oh yeah what do you drive um she rented a dodge challenger oh okay thing wow screaming so we drove from the airport up to sedona we started in sedona for a few oh, days did some hiking dude it was beautiful wild though it was 65 degrees on saturday and we were hiking mm-hmm. got up sunday morning to a blizzard and four inches of snow then we drove 90 minutes south and it was sunny again and warm so um, Arizona, get your act together, bro. Phoenix was nice. The conference was ridiculous. They rented out Chase Field where yeah. the Diamondbacks play. Pictures looked amazing. Pretty good. You got a nice swag bag. So we got the three silver packs with an encased auto each. I got mm. the worst three of anybody. Still probably <laughs> worth, I don't know, 100, 150 bucks. Okay. You also got a pair of Ray-Ban glasses, which mm-hmm. are pretty cool. Of course, I got mine for my wife because I'm a great husband and probably will be a great father. <laughs> Yet to be seen. We'll see. <laughs> Better than you. Hey, oh, you know, fair? you know, kids love me because I don't instruct, uh, uh, don't enforce any rules. <laughs> <Little kids>. So, <laughs> nope, <laughs> no, right from the office. No, sir. So the conference was basically like it was obviously a tops fanatics event. Um, they gave just some you kind of we literally sat in the stadium seating behind the dugout. They stood oh, on top of cool. the dugout with their uh, little stage set up and and presented. Okay. Um, so our boy David Liner was there, the president yes. of, of Fanatics Card Company. Recently on the podcast. Go back yep. and listen. I didn't get a chance to actually speak with him, but that was all right. Um, yeah, he, so he was there. Uh, Mark, not Mark, Mike Mahan, the yes. CEO. Mike Mahan. Mahan, Mahan, whatever. Yeah. He was there. Uh, we've met with him in private before, never in person. Uh, Kevin O'Neill, who is like the head of distribution at Tops or head of that was what, something like that. Yeah. Kevin kind of was almost like the MC of the event. Um, bunch of different other presenters as well. Okay. Um, 
So there was a lot of focus on a few things. Like first, right off the bat, they were like, listen, and this was has been consistent with them throughout. Like we are going to come in and make changes. Some will be radical, but some will be kind of status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are really going to grow this hobby. Like they are super intent on spending to market this hobby, which but has never been done. I, I kept seeing on social media that everyone was reiterating the whole uh, 10x number. 10x was, yeah, mentioned a whole bunch of times, but then they kind of got into how we're going to do that. We're going to work with card shops, which it sounded like, I think they're supplying directly over 250 shops already. They're going to continue to build relationship with breakers. Obviously, Fanatics Live, their live selling platform was a big talking point. Okay. Um, so they mentioned about that. Um, you know, some of the stuff they're doing with product, they're, they're cutting out a bunch of products going forward. You have that list. We can get into that with you. Uh, what is actually go? That was actually kind of big news. So they're retiring some SKUs that they've been making in the past. Yeah. Most um, of these I think are trash. So I'm actually happy. Yeah. I was actually curious if you thought any of them should stay, but uh, clearly authentic. Trash. Bowman Chrome X. Trash. Gold label. I don't hate that as a cheap product, but I don't mind that it's gone. Open day. Opening day. Trash. Opening day. I miswrote that. Uh, first edition. Nope. Fire. Garbage. Gallery. Trash. So I think there's a reason why they're not going to be around. Yeah, I have no issue with that. Um, another big point of theirs, like I said, we're going to hit these points quickly, and then we'll talk about them with Jeff. Yeah, I wrote down a lot of stuff. I wasn't sure when to bring it up now or later. I figured maybe wait till Jeff. Yeah, I figured we'll kind of just fire off some different some different ideas and different topics that come up. Um, another big thing, they were very adamant that they really want to do their best to totally get rid of redemptions. Yeah. Uh, but he also said we can't do it at the expense of product delays. But the fact that they're working with the MLB, MLBPA, and they'll be working with the NFL, NFLPAs, and all that going forward, they think they can accomplish that. Um, but that would obviously be massive. No redemptions would be a huge, a huge so, thing. So there was a point that's brought out. Um, I think Jeff brings this out on one of his pieces of social media, but he talks about how they're going to start instituting for like rookies, like the first, you know, I don't know, the the first slam dunk or whatever. They'll take a piece of the net or oh, the first yes. run. Like, they'll take a piece of the base. That was um, on my list. Yeah, like like first home run yeah. by um, Marcelo Mayer. First home run he hits in the big leagues. They're going to buy the bat, cut it up, put it into patch auto cards of that. So Awesome, my, by the way. So one of the points he made was like, well, maybe that won't have an auto, but it'll be such a big chase because of that piece in there. Sure. Which they're therefore kind of like, negates the need for as many autos in some products, which I thought, you know, that's not a terrible idea. Still create the chase. Yeah, and like, like a monumental game use patch. Yeah. Then you don't I'm have up. to wait around for a redemption or anything. Sure. Yeah. I'm in on that. Um, so that I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. You took that right off. the. I had that right on my list here. Where? They also introduced a couple. That's all right. Line eight. Don't worry about it. I've got my own sheet. I wrote with my little hands. Oh, don't say God. a comment about my unborn child can write better than that. <laughs> Um, they talked about the MVP buyback thing. So this year it was Aaron Judge and uh, Paul Goldschmidt, which actually it's like in it tops Chrome Sonic that just came out. Okay. Yep. I have a full case break posted now. If you want to go buy a team, Brag about it. any judge base card you pulled, Goldschmidt, they pay 20 bucks at your like a local card shop yes. in the program. And the refractors pay more. They're going to continue to do stuff like that, which again, that seems like a small thing, but it's a nothing card that is now worth 20. Like that incentivizes people to go out and chase a pack or a box. I think that was good. They said they're going to continue that and also expand it. Well, there were other incentives they talked about, which I thought was interesting, just thinking outside the box where it's like, hey, if you pull this, then Mike Trout or Otani oh, the, the follow, follow you. The follow back. I yep. don't care about that at all. However, I do think that's to a kid, to some, that's yeah, to a kid or somebody. Yep. Absolutely. So that's going to start with um with big league. Actually, our buddy Tim from Slabstrong has mm-hmm. a card in big league. Um, 
So yeah, in Bigly, you can literally hit a thing and Mike Trout has to follow you back on social media. So that kind of stuff's cool. They elaborated more on the Little League thing, which they actually responded back to us. They yeah. said they're going to send us packs for our Little League. And then the, I don't know if you saw, the coach of the team or the president yeah, of the he league. Out. He was very kind. Yeah, we're going to do some social stuff with the kids out there and like rip some packs that, that Tops is going to supply. Like, Don't tell those kids, though. Apparently, it's a surprise. Kids, if you're listening, <laughs> shut off your radios and forget what you heard. So that's cool, like trying to get in on grassroots. They kind of alluded to the fact that you're going to start seeing more involvement at ballparks. Because Fanatics obviously has an in there, so yeah. that's a good thing. They're going to continue to supply retailers. Uh, they're going to continue to supply breakers, local card shops. They mentioned they're going to continue to work with distributors, but they're being a little more selective, and they're going to keep going direct with stuff, which, you know, we've seen that over the past couple of years anyways, and selfishly, it hurts me as a as a guy, by, guy who gets things from a distributor, but it makes a lot more sense if you can go direct with that stuff. So I, I feel like when we had on David and based on like this conversation uh, or what you heard there, I wish they would just go ahead and come right out and just say middlemen distributors are over. I don't think they are though. Like, you don't they, think they specifically so? said they are not. So they're going to keep them. Wonder what they do. Like why use them? That's my thinking. If they've got distribution not every, already. Not every product is like a great home run product, but if you can move it to distributors and distributors can pair it up with better product that has to be allocated. Okay, I'll take some average cases to get out. I guess I'm but not I just saying it's perfect. They could do it, you know. Maybe, may, yeah. I guess if they've said they're going to keep them, then they must use them for something. Uh, the other couple notes I brought, they they talked about having retrofractors in Bowman draft going forward. So I believe the last year Bowman made cards before they were purchased from Tops was like 1955, maybe, and they started again in the man. I'm trying to think when they started again. Maybe the late 80s. Okay. Like I know Griffey had a Bowman rookie. But anybody else in the meantime, in the middle of there, will have a Bowman first card. Um, so oh. George Brett is a 1975. George Brett's one of the greatest yeah. third basemen of all time. Don't say yeah like you knew. I know George okay. Brett. I you know really? of him. Oh, that's cool. I know he's not George I know he's Lucas. Good. I don't know anything else about him, and he's in baseball. So his rookie was a 1975 tops card. So he never had a first Bowman. Well, he would have a first Bowman card in this retros. And I guess they're going to just insert those as SPs. The big news was around like the Brady. Brady's going to have a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the picture of him on the card is uh, as him. He was drafted by the Expos in a catcher's uniform. Yeah, those will be in cards, uh, in packs rather, in Bowman draft going forward. There'll be some autographs of those as well. So just some unique stuff like that. I thought was kind of cool. And then the other thing they mentioned were the frozen. I believe they were called the frozen refractors. Oh, hang on, I want to talk about that with with Jeff on here, but. Oh, well, let's let's talk about that with Jeff, son. That's fine. Cut me oh, off. Speaking of Jeff Wilson, hey, guys, sports card investor. How are you, sir? Good, good. Excited to be dialing in here for the big production. Oh, hey, speaking of big production, he's saying that humble brag sitting in a studio. Yeah. Killer studio lights. behind him. Man, that looks awesome. I don't want to brag. <laughs> Thank about you. Him. Yeah, you're welcome. So, Jeff, we were just kind of recapping Arizona. Like I told Jesse, I wanted to get in somebody else who was here or who was there to kind of get their their thoughts. Um, I kind of just rattled off some of the high points for me. Uh, just a general question, you know, kind of your high level takeaways from the tops conference. Yeah, it was it was quite the conference. So high level takeaways, I'd, I'd say a couple of words. One is optimism. Yep. Another is marketing. A third is innovation, product innovation. And then the fourth word I would say is, um, I, it's more than one word, but the the what an impressive but almost different, unexpected group of people that Fanatics put together to lead everything. 
So those were kind of my four main themes of, of takeaways. Yeah, I mean, marketing is where I started because it, it, like we keep hearing the 10X number, which is a cute tagline, but I, I, I really am starting, I think I even said this to you, like I keep waiting for it to be like the real meeting where you're like, oh, by the way, we're, we're really just going to do this and make a ton of money. But they just keep holding fast to like, hey, we're going to build this the right way. So that 10X line came up a bunch. It seems like they are really going to chase that in the marketing department. That's how they're going to grow this. They seem very, very committed to taking a long-term view of growing the hobby. And look, I understand why. Yes, they want their money back, but they're, they acquire these licenses. I think they have the rights to them now for like the next 40 years. So they have to do this the right way, especially if they want to make the money back at the valuations that this money has been invested at. It has to 10x. It really does. It has to like at least 5x in order for all of their investors and their return on capital to be where they want it to be, right? So they have the obligation to do that. If they just, you know, try to squeeze every dime of profit out of this thing in the short term, it might provide, you know, a short-term blip on the on their on their, you know, balance sheet and profit and loss statement, but they're in this for 40 years. They need this to, they they can't have junk wax era 2.0 and then no one's collecting, you know, five years from now. Like they got to make this sustainable. And I, I think they're trying to do all the right things to make it that. Yeah. So there was, a, I mean, a couple of things you mentioned, I, I, specifically they mentioned that, right? Like a, a number of times from the stage, it was, hey, we are well aware this is not going to be the junk wax era, which was reassuring. And then, yeah, it is funny. Some of the, we talked to a couple of the corporate guys when I was there too, and they even made that same point. Like, hey, other people have had licensing deals for five years. Well, if you have a five-year deal and you've spent X amount of dollars, you got to start day one just hammering and making money. But the fact that it is, like you said, decades long, it's almost like, hey, let's use the first year to test this out and see where we go. So, yeah, I, I totally agree there. Um, I also noticed look that the, like you wanted to say there something. Was a, see that? Symmetry right there. You're doing so good. You read my mind, bro. The marketing guy. fatherly instinct kicking in. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, the the marketing guy is from Red Bull. Is that what I've heard? And if it is, oh, yeah, he's if that's the case, yep. I kind of love that because I love like the Red Bull ads. It it definitely is outside of the box for me. So I think that that that's what this business or hobby really needs is something outside of the box to get new blood in. In my opinion. Well, you're you're going to get a lot of that with Fanatics leadership team. So that was one of my other points. Was you know what an impressive but almost unexpected group of people because they. They have not hired hobby veterans, right? There are no, you know, 30-year hobby veterans, card shop owners, that type of thing leading this thing. It's a lot of people that are brand new to this space, but come from other extremely impressive backgrounds. You mentioned they announced that the CMO of Fanatics Trading Cards is the guy who's been the CMO of Red Bull, the chief marketing officer of Red Bull. So, I mean, a huge hire. But they're, they've got leaders from Facebook, from Google, from Amazon, from uh, you know big business consultancies, from big entertainment companies in um, in in Los Angeles, right? Like this, the CEO Mike Mahan, the CEO of Fanatics Collectibles, who's relatively new. He was hired last year. Um, he came. He was the former CEO of Dick Clark Productions. They plan like the Golden Globe Awards. They run the Golden Globe Awards and other big award shows. So he's used to giant television events and dealing with celebrities and influencers. So it's really interesting, the background of all these people that they assembled. And I think that it's going to bring a lot of fresh thinking 
And, and that's what you need. If you're going to 10x the number of collectors, you can't do it the way it's always been done. You got to bring in a lot of fresh outside thinking. And that's definitely what they're doing. But at the end of the day, it's still a hobby of collecting cards. Do you ever feel like there, there isn't the population to get into that hobby? Like the, there's not enough people in America, which is, I would say, is probably the main place for this hobby right now. There's not enough people around here for it to 10x because isn't 10x, wouldn't that put it at like 20, 30 million or something like that? Why not? I, I we mean, got a lot of sports fans. How many? This was another thing. Right. How many sports fans are not card fans? Well, so you take what? There's 300 million people in the U.S. So that's 10% of the U.S. population to get into the hobby. I don't know. I don't know if every one in 10 of my friends is a card okay. person First right now. First of all, I've 10 got friends. 10 friends, okay? Not related. Yeah, that's what so I Jeff, thought. what did you think about? Uh-huh. What do you think? Do you think there is enough people to get into, to get to that number? So a couple of, a couple of, a good question, right? A couple of points I'd make. First of all, and I don't know the answer to this, but how many people have placed a bet on a sporting event over the last year? Okay. It's, I bet it's a lot closer to 30 million than 3 million oh, no and I, in the U.S., right? Absolutely. And if you go, if you go worldwide, I bet it's, you know, hundreds million? of millions of people worldwide have probably placed a bet on a sporting event in the last year, right? So if you think of it from that perspective, like, why not? And that's the other thing. Thing, 10x the collector base. They didn't say 10x the collector base in the United States. They just said 10x the collector base. So if you start thinking beyond the U.S. as well, then that I mean I, I think 10x is is absolutely achievable. The other point that was brought out by some that you know they didn't necessarily care for. There are a lot of positives, but at this point, there's so much. I guess it's a, almost a monopolizing of the hobby. Uh, when you think of fanatics and tops, because everything's going to be under their roof. Do you think that eventually comes with a, you know, everyone in this hobby is very caring and they're there. They love what they do, but they also can be negative at times. If you see a monopoly in this space, oftentimes the, the first response is, Oh, that's bad. And we're going to find something wrong with it in a way to attack it. Do you think that is something that fanatics needs to be concerned about? Well, so I'm not a fan of monopolies in general, right? Like in any in any form of business, I think competition's better because I think competition drives innovation and improvements to customer service and everything like that. But we've had a monopoly in the sports card industry for years and years and years. I mean, it's a monopoly. It, it was a monopoly before Fanatics. It was just that you had Panini, you know, having a monopoly over football and, and basketball and tops having a monopoly over baseball and, and upper deck having a monopoly over hockey, but it was a monopoly. It's been a monopoly forever. It's going to be a monopoly still going forward. Um, I think, you know, if, if the, if the push for innovation and all that stuff is not going to come from competition, then it's got to come from other means. And in this case, I think it's coming from the fact that they've taken on a lot of investment money at very high valuation. So there is a natural push for them to turn this into a successful venture. There's also a push from the fact that the sports leagues actually have ownership in this as well. So the sports leagues both want to participate uh, and, and help it, but they also they there's also an obligation on them for this to be successful. So 
you know, I think all of those things help. Are people going to be angry that it is a monopoly? I'm, I'm sure they will be. I mean, but they're angry today at, at Panini and Top. So I, I don't know that a lot changes there. The other, one other thing I, I took away that I thought was a huge positive for people in our line of work, like the three of us here. I mean, they, again, as of right now, just lip service. We haven't seen it enacted yet, but they seem like they are really wanting to make a push for content. Um, like that was pretty evident throughout all of these things. Uh, no matter what we're doing, hey, we want this out there, not just on top socials. We want to really, you know, hit content platforms all over the place. I mean, that has to be a positive in the space too, I would think, right? Yeah, 100%. There, yeah, that, I mean, that was one of my takeaways was marketing and, and marketing. I, I kind of incorporated content into that, right? Like they're, they're real focused on growing the reach of the space and the exposure for the space. And, and unlike tops in the past and Panini today, I think they're going to be very embracing of content creators like you guys and us and what we do. I think they're going to want to collaborate with us and, and, and help promote us and do things to help grow audience jointly because they know that the more people that are being brought in through any means, whether they listen to you guys or whether they watch our stuff or, or whether they're seeing stuff direct on top zone, YouTube and social accounts, they know that that's going to help, you know, increase the overall volume of the space a lot. It seems like they're going to be very savvy about wanting to get athletes integrated, um, getting athletes in the content, making making the launches of new products really big deals, and getting a lot of buzz going around them. So, yeah, I think content's a really big part of the plan. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting too. You mentioned like the because we saw it with Series One, which we've not, and, and by the way, Series One is like a cheap. I know people like the flagship rookie, but in the grand scheme of things, it is a lower echelon, lower tier product. And just the amount of stuff there, like we have a grant. I don't ever need to see J-Rod in a cooking pad again with Martha Stewart <laughs> hanging out with him. But the fact that they went all out for that just makes me think, well, what happens when Dynasty is coming out? Like a, a super high end product or, uh, you know, triple threads next year, all this other yeah. stuff. I do think they're going to make a big deal out of these releases and these launches, which, again, is good. Have um, you guys seen commercials? Someone was saying on the Facebook group that they've seen more card baseball card commercials in the last month or two than they've seen probably in their whole life. I don't, I, I don't remember ever seeing a commercial. I don't remember the last time I saw a commercial. Well, that's the thing. I don't, Netflix. I don't have, yeah, I don't have regular TV anymore, but it does seem like guys are catching on that. It's in the public uh, eye now. Yeah, it, it, yes, more so. I mean, they obviously, they filmed those, those pieces with J-Rod. Another interesting stat they said was that on the opening day, when series one launched the first day that series one was available, they had 85 current and former Major League Baseball players all tweet about the Series 1 launch that day. So if you think about that, that's like a very concerted social effort that was aligned across a ton of different players. All of that going out and hitting on the same day, that probably right there got exposure to tens of millions of people on social media and made them aware that this product was out, right? I noticed as well that they had gotten a, a story on ESPN.com. It was actually one of the, like on the front page headlines uh, about, you know, J-Rod selected as the cover athlete for top series one. Yep. The same, and that was, you know, a, a couple months ago, the same way that you, you know, see stories every year about who's the cover athlete for Madden, right? And they ESPN always makes a big deal about that, right? Well, if we're going to start getting a big deal about who the cover athlete is for like various, you know, key trading card releases throughout the year, that's huge. So I have a question for both of you because you've had a little more time to think about it than some of us. 
there was the announcement that the Tops is going to come out with the biggest product announcement ever in yeah. the next month. That's yeah. So literally at the conference, I think that was Mayhan, right? Said that like day one, like the opening speech. It was like this is going to be the biggest. Well, Jeff might remember better. I'm pretty sure he kept it specific, like sports card, like baseball card announcement in the history of the hobby. Is that like? Am I paraphrasing that somewhat correctly? I, I think he said the biggest, the biggest. Uh, product, the biggest product announcement in a generation was, I think, specifically okay. the term he used in a gener in a generation. Yeah, I mean, he implied this is the biggest thing of all time, and and he left. It was such a cliffhanger because then he said, "I can't talk about it yet," um, and they didn't really go back and address it. So we were all kind of sitting there, going like, "Wait a minute." You're telling me that something's going to happen next month. And he said next month, which would be, by the way, March. We're now in March because this conference was at the end of February. And so he said in March, the like the biggest thing ever to happen in sports cards is going to happen this month. And I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I have some ideas. I don't know what it is. Ooh, um, I want to hear an idea. Speculate. Give me an idea, Jeff. So here's my guess. And again, I have no no. This is not, this is just purely a speculative guess. So one of the things they were really big on at the conference was that they want to get rid of redemptions and that they were talking about one of the ways they want to get rid of redemptions is that they want to, um, you know, put like cool moments and cards. They're going to get more game worn stuff, jerseys and bats and bases and all this stuff and start putting it into cards. And that's one of their big strategies for like reducing redemptions. And they talked a few different times about how they really want to reduce redemptions. It's one of their major priorities, reduce redemptions. So I thought to myself, I wonder if this ties into what the massive announcement's going to be. I wonder if they are going to acquire some absolutely incredible memorabilia collection or something of that nature. If they're going to get just this jaw-dropping, you know, set of historical baseball memorabilia pieces and then they're going to put all of those pieces into trading cards and make this some just massive chase for these like incredible historical pieces to the to the extent that we've never seen before. I, I don't know. That's just a guess. Could yeah. be totally off on that, but that that's what I would guess. It's actually better than what I was. I have nothing. Like yeah. we were talking about this the other day. I was like, the biggest news in a generation. Like I remember when autographs got introduced to packs. Mm -hmm. It was like unbelievable. And patches got yeah. introduced. You know, that was great. But yeah, my I, thinking is like if you add memorabilia pieces to cards, that's not new necessarily, right? Like they've already been. Yeah, even if it's doing, like crazy historical, like an unbelievable chases. Yeah. It'd be awesome. But yeah, like the way he said it, either All he's right. a liar. You know what, guys, if you're listening, if you're listening, I assume someone is. Please, I want to see something in the Facebook group. Start posting what you think it is. I'd be very interested to hear guys' thoughts on that. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, that was it. We told you we keep it short and sweet. I just, I, I like to have a sounding board. Jesse's good for life, but I need somebody <laughs> good for cards. So we figured. What does that mean? Good. I'm good at card. You're stuff. great. At, yeah, no one has ever said you weren't. So thanks, bud. That was Jeff Wilson. Well, Mike, it was, it was great. It was great to see you at the conference. Hopefully, Jesse, we get to see see you at that one next time. And I guess we'll see you guys at the Mint Collective, right? Coming up here in a few weeks. We will Absolutely. be there, sir. Yep. Going to be a lot of fun. I'll see you guys in Vegas. Awesome. Thanks Good deal. again, Jeff. Jeff Wilson, sports card investor. We'll see him in Vegas. And uh, yeah, his thoughts on the hobby. And 
Professional. Oh, and he's professional. By the way, we have to just say, from one of the people I hated the most in the hobby to somebody I've come to like. <laughs> to one you love the Honest. most. Honest. Okay, take it easy. I do. I like Jeff. He actually gives a good perspective on stuff, and I, I do. He obviously has a much more established business background than either of us, so like getting his... I'm always curious to see what other people think because I know how I read the room. Yeah. Like the stuff I'm hearing. I'll, I'll tell you, though, that announcement thing, even what Jeff said, that sounds amazing to me. Mm-hmm. But say you came up like first product ever, no redemptions and unbelievable chases. It's like, you know, so it's a great product. That's, that's not generate. Like, that's yeah, what I mean. That's I, kind of my thought. Generational. In well. the only thing I tell you, the one thing I thought is these retrofractors. Mm-hmm. Are they going to come out with a set that is entirely of guys who never like that idea we talked about people who never had their Bowman first? Yeah. Are they going to come up with an entire set of that for every athlete up to now? Again, your your stars from the '60s, Pete Rose, you know, all these guys who were unbelievable back in the day, right up through. Uh, I'm trying to think like who, like Ricky Hendersons of the mm-hmm. '80s, like a set like that where it's a Bowman draft retro set entirely. And, and any of the live, because they did mention too, anybody who's living, we were going to try to have autographs in that retro set. Yeah. That would be awesome. But even that, like as amazing as that is, I'm like, that's not generational. Here's the thing too. I'm going to throw a little curveball on you. I know you're thinking this in terms of baseball or even sports. Maybe it has nothing to do with sports. Maybe it's a non-sport thing. Because I'd be I mean, shocked though, because they talk non-sports after. Like they really hyped up Dune. Is it Dune? Yeah. And and Star Wars. And Stranger Things, too, right? I yeah, Stranger Things already came out. Like, yeah. We got some of that. But, like, the Dune thing, although I will say, so I don't know the guy's name who was introducing that. Like, they're talking about Dune like it's the next Star Wars. Like, that kept coming up. Dune's one of a great movie, and it's iconic. In a, It's a cult classic, but sure. that's just it. It's it a is, cult classic. It's it, a small group. It's never going to be Star Wars. Like no, Star I don't War- think so. And then, like, the Star Wars thing was cool, and Mark Hamill signing autographs. But he was like, amazing autograph guest, and he built up the autograph thing. Mm-hmm. Amazing to me is, hey, Carrie Fisher's going to sign for us again. Like, you can't come up with Mark Hamill. He's already done. No. It's, so, I mean, they, yeah. they have some amazing entertainment things, but I, there's no way you start. Well, my point, though, there's no way you start the card conference with and talk about a major announcement, and it's sport. about Well, my thinking yeah. is it doesn't necessarily apply to sports or non-sports. I'm wondering if it's something complete that you could apply to all cards like whether it's a a new digital format of some kind or you know who knows exactly but the fact that he he touts it as like biggest ever in a generation makes me think it's more than just you know new signatures Will they break new that news with card. us does david liner listen to the show i mean in the past they've given us news the a day or so beforehand to break so i will say that was another thing that was pretty awesome multiple people on the high up level there were like hey when you need guests for yeah. different I, I, cool. I thought it was cool they were willing to work with us there. There was another thing that I, I think I went, he came on really positive about the whole thing. And my, you know, I'm naturally a positive person, but Rip it I like to go devil's advocate on almost everything. Hit me. So I did go negative and I stopped because I was too much. I felt like he, he wasn't having it. My thing I wanted to talk about was the frozen fracture. I hate this idea. So the frozen factor is like a negative numbered. It would be like or negative five out, of, out zero, of zero, zero out of zero. Yeah. I hate this because oh, it's really? like, Oh, absolutely. Because it's everyone's already saying like, Oh, there's, they're putting out too many one of ones these days. All it is, is another one of one. Like, except in this case, it's like out of five, even if it's like, just because it says negative doesn't mean it's actually a negative. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've I and here's it's the a thing. valid point actually. There's actually a number of people I think um, at least I've seen three different YouTube videos where they've talked about this specific point and this being like the big negative for them at the show. 
because they thought that this was the thing that they wanted to do the exact opposite of. So I don't know. I'd be curious. Again, this is one of those things I would love to hear the the mass audience. What you guys think? I, I mean, I'm I'm fine. I don't know. Like, this is not a big deal to me. Like, there's going to be more parallels. I get that. Like, I don't know. But you also yeah. just talked about how you're cutting out seven or eight SKUs. And that, see, so, that's the thing. I thought that was great. That's a good thing. I, I will say I, I'm not thrilled this year with the amount of Topps Chrome products. Because there's too many. Topps Chrome in particular. Like even yeah. this week, Topps Chrome Sonic. Uh, Tops Chrome Update Sapphire came out this week. Yeah. Like it is that part is getting a little bit worrisome. But are they only going to do that with certain SKUs? Sure. Like, hey, Tops Chrome, we're going to go nuts, but we're not going to do much more with Bowman. Yeah. Okay. And they're getting rid of Bowman X. Like, if that's the case, I'm okay with that as well. Um, again, take it for what you will. Like, they did talk a lot about building their relationships with with breakers, with card shops. They kept saying too, like, we want to work with people who want to work with us. Like, what can you bring to the table? We're not just giving out allocation yeah. for nothing, which is funny. I saw people go to social with this, and it was like, you know, biggest lie coming. Somebody tweeted this, and a bunch of people retweeted it. It was like, biggest lie coming out of Arizona. Top slash fanatics wants to work with you. And I was like, I, if they didn't, why would they invite us all to the conference? Why are they setting up direct lines of distribution? Like, I, exactly. I, I do sometimes it's like, hey, we have to be negative no matter what. Yeah. There is room for negativity. Um, the other thing about that, though. Speaking of, oh, I'm sorry. Ahead. I was just going to say, Sports Card Radio, yep. they've been turning a little positive lately. And I. Are you rubbing off on them? He didn't respond to my tweet the other day, so I don't have any. Stop tweeting them. Um, No, I'm actually, I just want to encourage good behavior. I thought that was great. I'm not saying you can't be negative sometimes. That's also totally fine. But, man, it's nice to see the guys who are new into this space, well, new as far as popularity goes, be a little balanced in their takes. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Back to the issue of negativity. Like, they had multiple Q&A sessions with the big wigs. And people specifically brought up some of the stuff you did. Like, hey, there's been issues. Bobby Witt was left out of triple threats. Yeah. Quality control issues. I, I thought David was just as transparent there as he was on our show. He's like, yeah. And he quite, even very frankly said, like, we did the silver packs for Topps Chrome. That's an issue. If it's already got the production, we, we screwed the you pooch, already, basically. Yeah, it's already done. Like, we're going to do what we can to make up for it. But it can't get to that point. Yeah. But the same thing was like, hey, we know we messed up. We're going get, to get better and improve on it. I'm not sure how like much that. more it, at least it's coming across like accountability is going to be high up on their list, which is more about customer service too, right? Like that being customer, a big, yeah, like we're hiring a ton of people on. We respond to people immediately. If you have an issue, reach out to us. Yeah. I mean, now granted there's going to be mess ups, but if you're at least going to own up to it, like what am I like, how am I supposed to rip that? I guess is my point. Yeah. I, I was, I was very impressed by the presentation. Normally now there was some things there I didn't care at all about, but there was a lot of that stuff. I was like, this is actually you know, again, at this point, it's just lip service because it hasn't been enacted yet. Mm-hmm. But they are saying the right things. And it seems to me, I find it to be mostly genuine what I'm hearing. The um, the, the other big card, you talked about the Tom Brady one, but uh, Bronny is in that McDonald's top product. McDonald's All-American. He'll have autographs. Yep. You know, I started thinking about this, too, after, uh, after we started discussing Panini um, the other day. And we've, we've already asked the question a hundred times. We don't have an answer. Are they going to merge beforehand? But now that I'm thinking about Panini and in line with this whole biggest product announcement ever, do you think there's any chance at this point? Because we still have what another two more years of Panini football and basketball products. I mean, Oh, if that were the announcement, that would be generational. You know, it's interesting. that's That's what I mean. I will say though, there was nobody from Panini at this thing. And you know why it could be? 
is because no one has posted a video or anything saying it's coming next week. That actually, That's how you know it could actually happen. So would that be generational? Yeah, I guess so. I or even upper deck. Like, I mean, whatever, anything like that. Okay, here's something. I was told this a while ago, and I didn't say anything because I was told in confidence. However, it's been too long. Statute of limitations. 30 days. Yep. <laughs> People were openly talking about this at the show. Uh-huh. Um, and they mentioned, and I have not confirmed this with anybody there, but there are some major names coming over from Upper Deck. Signers. Why would they do that? I'm not going to say who because I don't. I heard different names. LeBron. But I heard this from at least eight to ten people, whether it was at the, um, what's the golf place called? Top Golf at the event they had mm-hmm. there yeah. or just at the conference sitting there. Like People were openly talking about like, hey, did you hear we think they got rights to MJ and LeBron? I didn't confirm that with them. They didn't say anything about that. But you got MJ but, and LeBron, but, but you let me can't t- put out a card. Well, hang on. MJ played baseball. If you announce tomorrow <laughs> that MJ is going to, uh, you know what? Because now that I'm thinking, if, if the announcement is, hey, by the way, MJ is going to be in this retro Bowman set and mm-hmm. he's going to have his first ever baseball autographs. Yeah. That'd be pretty generational. And I guess they could still put out a product even without Panini. Just do it on. Well, without- they could, but they could do licensed baseball with, yeah. with MJ. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it's true they got MJ and LeBron, but it was talked about Rumor. very openly by a number of people, and these are all guys in the hobby there. So I'm, I'm, that would be wild. Or yeah. the first ever MJ LeBron duel. Well, oh, no, it's not. He probably has autos. First, like, MJ LeBron duel. But I don't know. Something like that, maybe. Again, I say let the speculation begin, but that does sound like Love a possibility. So that was tops. I do have some, like, Panini updates as yep. well, just to keep everybody... Across the board updated. Uh, so Tops, uh, or I'm sorry, Panini put out a few new announcements. They don't have a big conference this week, so it's not as big, but they have taken on a couple more uh, partnerships. They are now going to be in the NASCAR game. Uh, they've got a wrap, like a NASCAR Panini NFT car. It's actually kind of interesting if you are at all in that space because they're going to be giving away a free NFT if you go uh, to PaniniAmerica.net slash blog, you can actually get in on the details uh, as far as how to get the NFT uh, sent to your wallet. But they're also doing something with La Liga and eLa Liga. So now they're doing more in the esports realm, which I thought was interesting too, because last week somebody reached out. I think uh, it was it Joshua Richards reached out on Facebook, just mentioning that he's really into uh, NBA 2K23. And even in this video game, they are highlighting how you grade cards in the game. Not just oh, really? cards, but grade cards in the game. It's You know what's nerdier than playing with baseball cards? <laughs> playing a video game about, about baseball cards and grading a digital? you collect baseball cards in a video game? That's amazing. There's a lot of, I single, love a lot of single people in this space. <laughs> but it does, <laughs> it does make you think like, oh, well, there's probably a good reason for them to be involved, not just with La Liga, but E-La Liga as well. Um there was that. There was also uh, the one of one Messi went off last night. That's the for, one from the Panini stickers that the came Panini out this year. Stickers. It was a kid who got it, and he said like he was out of this world amazed that he got it because he really needed to help his family. This money is supposed to go to them, and he, I think a lot of people. We posted this up on Instagram. Like, hey, what do you think this is going for? Because as of yesterday, is it fifty? It already? was like thirty six thousand or something. It closed last <laughs> night. Oh, it did. Yeah. What it close at? Any guess? They, they were, 62. Panini guessed 50,000. 62. No, it was 120 something thousand. Seriously? Yeah. Like, 
Absolutely Dude, insane. You, those were the packs that were literally sitting on that little redneck CVS store we went to in Gatlinburg. Exactly. Yes, that's what I mean. What? Like, and those packs are cheap. Yeah, hundred. I'm sorry, I was way off. Hundred and thirty nine thousand. Meanwhile, that kid's like, I didn't really do this for my what, family. Yeah, exactly. That kid just bought a boat. I'm like, what's this kid doing? He can't even drive. Hundred and thirty nine thousand for that messy one hundred and one. Kind of what. Uh, insane uh but there was also like a joe montana jersey that went off last night for a new record for like 1.2 million so records are being broken still uh speaking of records not being broken our uh, boy zach from pc sports cards one of our consigners yeah i believe it was a luca rpa closed at golden last night Uh he paid like 200 i think it closed like 90 i was talking today about my consignment payout so not everything's going super high do you, I don't know why I felt the need to take that dick. Yeah, that why you, would you, he was his I'm partner sorry. was just on the show on Monday. Sorry, um, can he help me? He help me out? We love you guys. Thanks for doing what you do. Um, <laughs> sorry, you just lost a boatload. That does stink, though. Uh, did you notice? I have noticed this in the Facebook group too. There are more and more posts about redemption surprises, like guys getting redemptions that they didn't see coming, like just out of nowhere from Panini, and it may be tops as well, but. It does make me wonder with all the news going on about it, just like, you know, Panini people putting like, up a fuss, really fulfilling. Yeah. Really pushing to make that happen. I hope so I, mean, I wouldn't. Good. I would. Yeah. I would like to continue to hear from you guys. You're I'm already posting a couple, but, but not a ton. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'm actually waiting on. Yeah. That was, that was the big update from the two main card pushers out there. Nothing from upper deck. Sorry. Oh, I mean, <laughs> when's the last time they released a cup last week. Um, so we do have another section for new releases that uh, we only touched on football or I'm sorry, on F1 on Monday show. Mike, do you want to do new releases or do you want me to do the other thing? And you call you go. You're, you're, you're steering I think the ship. I've been talking too much. You go to new releases. I'll do that. I and then we'll go. Week, so that's not fair. What's the fair first new release? Uh, Panini Phoenix football. I like Phoenix. I think it's a cool product. There's a ton of numbered stuff in it. I think that's a perfect product to buy it to breaks of. Like, I really do. I just think there's there's so many numbered parallels. Is there parallels good resell in Phoenix? Uh, I would say it's good based on the cost of the box, yes. Okay. What is the box for? $450? Uh, 335 right now. Oh, I like it for that price. Yes. Okay. All right, good. Because I was like, I noticed last night, I was I was getting this craving. I wanted to get in on uh, some breaks, but everyone was breaking Phoenix, and we hadn't talked about it yet. I wasn't sure if I wanted that or not. Um, okay. Then next up is Topps Chrome. Oh, they got Allen and Ginter just came out. Chrome, Allen and Ginter. Yes. People don't, what's the price of that? 120? Uh, that is 110. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. It's not Topps Chrome. It's Topps Allen and Ginter Chrome. Correct. What's the, t- so Allen and Ginter's a paper product that came out months ago. Yes. But I made more money on personal, br- I ripped every box of that I got allocated to me actually, which oh, I never really? do. Allen and Ginter paper, because again, you have all the big rookies. I ripped and graded like a maniac mm-hmm. and just sold everything. I wish I got some of this product, actually. Oh, wow. Well, because I would literally just rip it, grade every J-Rod, Torkelson, Witt, O'Neill, Cruz, Suzuki. Yeah. Just grade them all, Pena. And if you happen to get a hit out of it, fantastic. But just the base rookies alone, when you grade, you're going to make money. I actually really like the product as a personal. What is it? That's 18 packs in a box, four cards per pack, and it's only 110. Because it's Dang, eight. that's it, cheap. It, it's a cheap one. Yeah. But Okay. Um, and what is it? Is, are there autographs in it? On-card yeah. autographs, one per case. Yeah. Okay, so not a guarantee you'll get one in a box. But. No, no, no. You are chasing like the rookies, the refractors. There's the variations gotcha. on the back. There's a bunch of different weird things like that. But I, yeah, dude, I really, again, it's not a sexy product. Yeah. But I love it for the turn and burn upgrading and flipping. 
Uh, last one I think that we cared to mention was Bowman Inception. I'm on the fence about this one. What is Bowman Inception? So Bowman Inception is like a prospect-driven product. It's got, I think you get one patch auto per box or one auto per box. Okay. Um, you would know better than me if you have that sales shit I up. do have is it, it up. 16 boxes? Uh, Tops Inception is usually 16. Sorry, I don't have the pricing, but I do have the specs. So it's find two autographs per box. Okay. Um, Who's on the sales sheet? Do you have like a pictures of it or anything? No, there's no pictures here, but I did have to go over here to Dave and Adams because they've got it actually. Uh, they've got it selling for $150. Not the, terrible. Let's see. You've got Jordan so Lawler. You, uh, yeah, so big prospect names at least. Yeah. I do actually kind of like the look of it, but it does seem almost cartoony in some sense as well. Oh, and Oscar Colas, the big dude for the White Sox. I have a couple of cases of this coming in this week. Same thing with full case PYC. Also, Mayor. Okay. That's a big one for the Sox. So, yeah, it, it's, I don't know if like Elijah Green and the guys from this and like Jackson Holiday, the guys from this draft class just came out, but it's a lot of the rookies from the last year, year and a half. It's cheap enough, so I don't mind it. That might be a 16 box case as well. Did I already say that? It is, I think it is a 16 box case. I had it right here. See, like I'd buy into breaks of that. I, I wouldn't rip yep. personals because I think you can get some just later round draft picks that are $5 cards, but I would buy into personals of that. Okay. Cool. I mean, I buy into breaks of that, excuse me. Oh, okay. Got so, yeah, it. Yeah, I got a bunch of that too. Or I say a bunch. I got at least two or three cases coming in. So um, not bad. A little bit of everything. So there was one other thing that we wanted to talk about before we get into uh, some mailbag things. A few of you, Mike put out a post earlier in the week just asking, like, who you guys would want to have on. And then last week. Oh, did you look at? I was yeah. I was curious. We hadn't talked about this. Yeah, I looked over. Um, I haven't looked at it other than the first day, so I don't know what's been added. But I do know that uh, a few guys had asked for Pokemon-related information. And I know that's silly because this is a sports card nonsense podcast. However. It's called sports cards. Card. No, it's three words. If we put sports period, cards period, nonsense well, period. It's a, it's a double it space. It's not. It's not sports cards. It's sports, sports. cards. Cards. Nonsense. Nonsense. Three I, words. I, I like came to, up with a name. I know what it means. Well, we were all there. Um, at this point, yeah, and somebody was standing next to Ben Franklin when he got hit by lightning <laughs> and a key lit on fire on a string. Like, what I are we said doing something a very similar name. Yours just was sounded. It sounded a little better. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, the nonsense portion of you who enjoy investing in things besides. Just sports cards. No, no, this will is appreciate. the cards portion. This is not this, the nonsense portion. You don't think that Pokemon, Pokemon falls cards, into nonsense? Pokemon cards fall under cards in the show. Nonsense falls under when I make jokes I that your heart's going to die. Venn diagram of cards and nonsense where it what's falls the, in between there. What's the diagram you put on the? I was always poor. What's the ones you hung off the um, coat <laughs> I was hanger? Always poor. Yeah, like I can never make the cool displays. I always did the <laughs> coat hanger thing, and you put the things on strings under the coat. Is that a Venn diagram? I don't know. We uh, weren't that poor. We never did that. That's they why did your that parents in the broke other... up. Yep. That's, there it, that's they the nonsense. broke up because they couldn't afford to feed me. There's a Thanks difference. Thanks a lot, Ben Pearson. Um, <laughs> that is, that's the nonsense. Okay. Pokemon is under the cards. Take it away. Now we've established where it is. The Who's what, the big like big get in the Pokemon world? So here's what's interesting about Pokemon is that I, I've been wanting to get into it, and I just figured I'm, there's too much going on, and I'm not an expert, and I don't know anybody who's really an expert at it. But – Doing enough Googling, you can really find just about any answer you need. And here's what I'm going to tell you is that it depends on the product, on who the main chase is. And the main chase, I still have yet to determine how they 
how you say, yes, it's definitely this guy or that guy. It's the popular it lizard. Is, That's it, it, well, basically, if there's Charizard in almost anything, it's the popular one. But here's what you need to know. Okay. I am I am doing this from strictly the investment point of view. I do like Pokemon. I played Pokemon Go a lot just the last few years. However, I am getting into Pokemon now because of the fact that even while so many things are going down, Pokemon in a lot of cl- uh, classes as far as like both graded and raw is still going up. There is a case to be made that if you are still looking to have a side hustle, you can make a little money on this. Um, TCG player and card ladder are going to be your biggest friends. TCG player is great because is that the one that got bought by eBay. I think so. Yeah. Um, so TCG player is great because it will break down all pricing for cards, but it's only raw and it will tell you, what is the you know hottest card in that product? So uh, it also tells you what the newest products are and what you should be chasing. But it's really interesting because there is also a, a grading scale that you can worry about. But if you have this tool, if you have what you need to look for, you don't have to worry about, oh, is this a rare one? Is this a special rare? There, uh, the hollow, reverse hollows, all these things. That does complicate it, and it's things like if you get deeper into this, you can do your own research, or we can talk more about it. But at this point in time, use TCG Player to take a product, any of them. You, if you're going to go out to Target, you're going to go out to Walmart. You want to, you know, take a chance on something. Buy a booster box. Don't buy an elite trainer box because you're not in it to play the game. You're just in it to collect. I wonder what the percentages of that, by the way. As far as what? Guys who play versus guys who just collect. Well, here's the thing. There is a big, uh, it's coming up here soon, the the World Championship Pokemon. I think it's in England or something. And there are still cash prizes. I think the first place winner gets like 25 grand. Um, so there are people that are still playing for the fun of it and for money as well. But if you listener are in this for just the investment side of things, you care about the booster box because that it just comes with cards. Um the cases, unopened cases, are an investment. You, what's great about again TCG Player is that it shows how these cases uh, have performed over the last year. It only goes back a year, but it will show you all the sales for them. Uh, what's really good about Card Ladder is that it shows graded stuff. So it shows a lot of these cards graded, what their values and sales histories are. Uh, if you use these tools in conjunction with each other, you can really find pretty easily. Hey, what is this going for? TCG players, from what I'm told from the big Pokemon fans, is the main go-to. You go there, you say, hey, if I can find anything cheaper than what's on here, you can probably resell it for uh, at least some kind of profit. At the end of the day, I think it's like, I think it's fun because I'm into this type of thing. If you guys are at all into it or you don't care about it at all and you just want to make an investment, Check out some of the history on what these cards have been doing and what the boxes and cases have been doing because you will not be disappointed, I think, in a lot of like if just a few months ago, just like in the last couple months, if we had been buying this and then as opposed to sports cards and like maybe football, basketball, because I think in general, those indexes show that they're down. If you had bought Pokemon instead, you would be net positive at least 10 to 15 percent, whereas you might be negative uh, in basketball or football. So, how long have you been planning to have Sam on the podcast? <laughs> Your wife. I know she was on on Monday when I was gone. 
I hadn't thought of it spur of the moment at all. It was spur of the moment. And I had been thinking for a while because I talked to you about it, that I wanted to have different voices that aren't in the hobby and are in the hobby just to get ideas of what they think about. And how many of our listeners are family men and they've got wives at home who probably think the exact same as my wife does. So I was like, you know what, let's get let's get her perspective, get her to answer some some tough questions out there. What do you think about us collectors? She wasn't very harsh, though. She was nice. But, yeah, I, I figured it also opens the door. I know you've wanted to have Hannah on. Now that's even trade. <laughs> I want to do with my family. Thank you. All right, let's talk a couple of pristine items we are watching for the week. Pristine weekly auction ends this Sunday, runs every week. Um, I got two Larry Birds that I was kind of in love with, which is weird because I don't necessarily love tickets. One of them is assigned tickets, though. Oh, really? It's from a random 1995 game, though, and I was trying to see if there's any significance to it, and I can't. But it's also going dirt cheap. Oh, okay. It's autographed and it's slab. So I, I like that card. Um, there was a couple other cards that stood out. There's an Immaculate Patch Auto of Bird, which is just nasty. Uh, game use, awesome-looking card. And then this one was kind of weird to me. I'm not a big defensive guy, obviously, because I don't really sell. But there's an Aiden Hutchinson. It's collegiate. Oh. But it's National Treasures Rookie Patch Auto. Nice patch. On-card auto, number to 25. Right now, the high bid, well, the high bid's higher now because I just bid on it. It's $36. Oh, dang. Like, that kid's a stud. Uh, I was looking at, <laughs> to go back to the Pokemon thing, there, there's a box, unopened box of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, this is a... What did you just say? Sword and Shield. Oh, it's... I thought you were having a stroke for a second. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? The series is Silver Tempest, and it's going for like 95 bucks right now. I did, I went over to TCG Player. I checked out, okay, what is this actually selling for? It's selling for like $130. So that's cheap. I mean, yeah, honestly, even with buyer's premium, I'm going to get it in for under that. And this may be the first box I end up ripping. I am going to be going on uh, the app and going to be ripping some Pokemon here soon. As soon as I get Jesse's decided he's selling on the app. Yeah. Well, I've been selling, I've been doing the trivia thing and I, it is fun, but at the end of the day, I think the Pokemon thing is probably even more up my alley. Uh, I would like well, to the see sports if... thing is not working out. I will tell you that. <laughs> I also think the sports thing, I have gotten a lot better though. You have to admit. Um, one other <laughs> he item. does not have, no, to, admit. have to admit anything. <laughs> one other item I'm curious about. There is a signed Cal Ripken ticket stub. It's from 2000, April 15th. Look this up. April 15th, 2000 twins versus Orioles. The title trying to figure out what this is so it's a graded 10 auto authenticated by psa graded 10 which is it's a nice looking piece again i'm not trying to push ticket subs to everybody take a breath but it says it's the original 3000th hit ticket i want to know if this is a game he got his 3000th hit oh he did yeah, it is. Three, yep. dude this thing by the way also has a new high bidder it's 35 dollars right now like like I, i'm not big pushing the ticket thing this is an iconic ticket i think that's pretty cool are you pushing the ticket thing though? Are you, you move over Darren Ravel? New. Would you oh, would you purchase a ticket? I would purchase this one if it's cheap enough. I'm bidding right now. You know, I saw um, just because again, that's a cool thing. Only a handful of guys in the history of the game have three thousand hits. This is from that game. Speaking of records, did you see that um, the kind you play or the kind you break? The kind you break. That uh, Joker just became the sixth NBA player in history to pull off a hundred games with a triple double. Just a fun fact for you, if anybody... By the way, one of the worst, back to the sports thing that relates to what you just said, yeah. one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard, stupid Kendrick Perkins, used to be a center for the Celtics, now he's an analyst on ESPN. Oh, He has become this guy who just makes claims just so he can be cool. Like clickbait, but he's really like, 
firm but like i'm serious like i'm saying it because of this and he tries to like justify it is he the one who's against john Morant? no he's the one who said the joker is padding his stats oh it was okay. as dumb a basketball <laughs> take as i've ever like heard padding i would say stats. i mean first of all the dude's in first place in this in his entire like the western conference mm -hmm. he's not padding his stats he just is involved in every play that happens because he's a triple double machine perkins by the way yeah although not rated that high as overrated as anybody you'll ever see in the history of basketball People used to talk about like how great defensively he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when he was playing next to Kevin Garnett, who was like the defensive player of the year in the running every year, Perkins was useless. It, it, guys like that who are like borderline garbage players, mm -hmm. I don't need taking shots at like modern day guys. Can I ask another basketball related Please. question? Because we haven't had much time to get into mailbag card specifics, but do you think there's a possibility that instead of Luca's prices going up because Kyrie is now on the team, it goes down because he is now not the only, I guess you'd say, star player. Alpha. And now he has to share that ball. Therefore, he doesn't have the opportunity to put up the same kind of stats that he was. So overall, he maybe he, maybe they do better as far as getting to a championship, but maybe he individually does I not perform I as understand. well. Um possible yes but he is such a transcendent talent i don't think that'll be the case but him and Kyrie, by the way are not it's early too this is another overreaction they are not jiving yet well, Kyrie thinks at the end of games he's the guy if you're Kyrie, you have to understand you're not but i did they see another, very easily figure that out i think i mentioned one of these sets but it wasn't this one but uh there was another uh post that someone said 20 point quarters most 20 point quarters this season five is the record and it goes to both Kyrie and luca I would say one of those guys directly contributes to winning, though. And one, at times, contributes to winning. At times, is a flat-earth psycho. I'll let you decide. Which one is which, though? Oh, I've said too much. Um, and last thing before we go to the mailbag is just that we're posting right by the time you're what listening to this. There's going to be a box of Mosaic up for giveaway, um, along with four tickets. 2021-22 Panini Mosaic Basketball Hobby Box. Thank you, sir. Tw along with four tickets to the Mint, uh, where you, I think they're actually, so we said it was four individual tickets, but I think they're actually giving two tickets to each winner, uh, oh. which is pretty cool. So we're going to post that up. We will choose that winner, hopefully on Sunday is the plan. So get in there while the getting's good if you want to uh, enter that giveaway. I actually have one other little plug while we're talking about things. Uh, I got my SGC order back yesterday. It was about 200 cards. Oh, I got my cards in there too. You did. 11 days door to door, by the way. <laughs> A lot bad. of it was like brand new baseball stuff. I'm trying to think like the new stuff. Like Bowman Chrome Sapphire was in there. There was still some finest. And another product came out last week. Is there week. Series 1 in there or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Series 1, yes. Okay. We got some Michael Harris stuff back. Um, it did really, really well. We had a huge single sale last night. I'm telling you, the early quick flip with new release products sending right to SGC. It's 18 bucks a card. I would argue it's the best grading service out there. Like resale value is PSA. We get it. SGC is closing the gap. The service, you have an issue, it's all there. The other thing that's pretty cool is we are going to be an official bulk sub guy for SGC going forward. Uh, cool. Yeah, we'll start posting some details up about that. So you can send us your cards. We'll send them in and get them graded for you. And then consign them on the app if you want to just like straight sell them as well. I know you said that uh, PSA is the resale value. I did mention this to you the other day just because I thought it was really interesting. But modern is because we know vintage does better than PSA in a well, lot of it, cases. It's Yeah, it runs on par with but it. I was seeing SGC nines outselling for Luca for a Luca Silver and a John Morant rookie outselling their PSA equivalents at the same date. 
I'm just saying, I think that the tides are turning, maybe not completely, but they are moving in that direction, which is amazing for all the guys out there who have huge SGC collections. And sure. they are thinking to themselves, this card's just as my tin's just as good as the other tin. Why is the value not there? I think that tide could be turning. And on the new stuff, like I said, there is no turning of the tide. Like you're going to be to, to What's market. What's the tide even doing? A, a turning tide rises a ship's deck. That's yep. the saying everyone says. The, the fast, like with Bowman's Best next week as a prime example, rip it, grade it that day with SGC, like everything. You get it back weeks ahead of time. You will sell. Like that happened to us with Finest. Our Finest stuff was outside. Look it up. Well, I can look it up too, I guess. It's, so anyway, you get because I actually want mailbag ready, and I do want to just point out that even though this is they are a sponsor, we talk passionately about it because, it, like, let's just say that we could have chosen our pick of sponsors when it comes to grading. Correct. There is a reason why we chose SGC, and it's not anything to do with money or anything else. It's because we believe in that one the most. The money and there's helps. A reason. Money doesn't hurt, but I think they all would have paid money. I mean, I don't think there's many people doing it for free, so. Uh, but that being said, it we can talk passionately because we believe. So, in that. so just to be real quick, then um, a PSA ten tops finest. Um, yeah, tops finest. I'm going to go with that because that was one of these we did this with SGC ten. I sold a few of these Julio Rodriguez for sixty to seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. The first and only that sold on eBay went for seventy five dollars on the eighteenth. That same card is a PSA ten again, super low pop right now. Sold eight days later for seventy one dollars, and then seventy again. Identical I mean, money, but one of them's a week earlier, and you get it back. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not saying it's the case for everything, but modern stuff on the new, get it in. They grade as accurately as anybody. Period. I actually like the slabs. If you don't, I get it. Whatever. Like people like what they like. I hate it. CSG slabs. So yeah. There's some I like, some I hate. But I'm just telling you. And, and again, my overall point is, I have always said, in a perfect world, SGC, BGS, PSA, all sell for the same amount of money. If that ever happened. That would be the single greatest thing that could happen to the consumer in the history of grading. Yeah. Now everybody hears that. It's like, well, that would be because it would be you would have options and go wherever you want with whatever you want. And resale value would just be equivalent across the board. That would be it's not going to happen, but that would be the single best thing that could happen in grading. Then you all would have options. I think here's Next. the thing. The good news is, is that with the hobby growing with brand new blood is that. People are going to be able to differentiate for themselves what they like and who's performing better. And when it comes to turnaround time, that's hard to beat. All right. Mailbag. Mailbag goes to Dylan John Blatz. What did I tell you about three names? But the last name's Blatz. That's just an interesting name. Um, I don't care for it. I like this question. He says, ideally, how many sets of cards per year would you like to see a major company like Topps or Panini release for each sport? I, I have to a say, because I don't 26. know. 26. All right. One every two weeks. Deal. That would be mine. And you offset it. So it's like you still have new ones every week, but different sports. Because, I mean, there's already way more than that. I think there are more than that now. And, That's and what I, I mean. Which I'm glad is tops cut. Panini's cut some skews in the past as well. I'm glad they're continuing to refine that because I don't want to see too many skews. I honestly think 26 is too many still. But I think if you're going to cut down. Start there. Go to one every couple weeks right. instead of one every week or whatever the case is. We get it, Jesse. Jonathan Keith, is Bowman University football the real deal? I hate to I say it. I fully believe it is. But yes. I don't care about the product because I don't like college, but there's a lot of guys who like college, and now that it has the logos, yeah. even this product came up at the uh, at the conference a number of times. People actually really liked it. And a number of people like me, oh, I was talking to our boys at Mojo. 
yeah. Dan and Doug, and even they said the same thing. Like, dude, we don't ever really mess with college stuff like that. So mm -hmm. we didn't order it heavy and they regretted it. I felt me and Eddie felt the same way. Like it was actually a way better product than we thought it was going to be. Matt DeCarlis. We talked about this, the Brady thing. Um, I don't, yeah, but we never really talked about what do you think about the the value of that card? Do you think it's going to be huge? Absolutely. Okay. First baseball auto. Yep. Yeah. All right. Mark Ellison, what's the best place to get good comps? So like I just did right now, I go to card ladder sales history because mm -hmm. it shows you completed sales. It shows you from all the different platforms. Yep. Yeah, we use card ladder for everything. I like the compare section because then I can just start throwing in a lot of cards if I'm trying to compare it to different ones. I agree. Um, let's see. Christopher Duff. Top Series 1 box sets from last season are still on the shelf at his local Target. Are these worth picking up and holding even though it's nearly all base or more of a thing for collectors who like whole sets? I think it's more of a collector set. Uh, although if there's like iconic rookies in there, or if you have a good feeling about somebody and you want to grab it for cheap, then best case, somebody goes off from that rookie set, you rip the, the set open, grade the big rookie, and make your money that way. But I've never, I'm, to me, it's always more of a collector thing. Alex Cochran wants to know, how often is Mike doing curls for the girls? It's fair. Is it more of an easy bar, barbell, or dumbbell guy? More of a lazy guy thing lately. I need to get back in shape. I told Hannah I'm going to get in shape with this kid. You and me going to the gym together? You want to come? I don't think I, you and I could work out together. <laughs> I don't think. Of, I don't actually, like I don't know. I'm pretty intense. What do you mean by intense? I can't I don't imagine like to talk to anybody a, either. Yeah, but what do you mean by intense? I don't really know, actually. Okay. Because I, I can't be imagine Because I wouldn't be like, there to like, train you. Like just, You have your own trainer. So. Yeah, exactly. I thought about coming over. I could use a workout. I need a He still boost. wants you to come. He wants to videotape it. He's beating me. Dude, I did 225 the other day. I barely got up nine times. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of months. I have not been going to the gym. Whereas so. I'm over here getting new all-time highs. Went from 135 to 140 I've on heard the bench. Of so okay. beat that. Uh, John Boren, what backup slash newer QB could see a summer surge before next season? He mentions Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Yeah, I thought... To, I, I've said before, I'm kind of high on the Desmond Ritter train. I think he has some decent weapons out there in Atlanta, and I think they're going to let him play. Sam Howell, maybe. Kyle Trask, I have no clue. Like, Tampa Bay has the best offensive weapons, but I'm not sure who's staying. They just cut Fournette. I think they're still over the salary cap projected for the season. But if he's going to go into the season with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, like with weapons like that, and if he's going to be, that's the other thing, is he going to be the starter? Funny enough, I just submitted a card. I think I, they, they're saying he is. At least that's oh, what I had heard. That's good. I excuse me, I randomly hit a Kyle Trask auto. Mm -hmm. It was in one of the shipments from Ken on the app. I, I didn't even know, I, I forgot I bought the team. It was in a mixer, so it was dirt cheap. I think I paid 29 bucks. Dude, it ended up being an auto of his from clearly Don Ross last year, rookie auto, numbered to five. Probably worth a couple hundred bucks. But, That's awesome. But I don't have enough faith. I'm probably going to sell it if there's any news of like, hey, he's he may be the starter. Gone. Yeah. As soon as I get a, a positive indicator, it's gone. He's gone. Uh, Tyler Rodriguez, Price differential aside, which rookie card do you prefer? Optic, Prism, or Select? Select. And by the way, Mosaic. That was a poll question. You're actually. a Select guy. You are, yep. you are in the minority. I mean, because Prism, you're going Select even over Prism. I don't, I've never been overly impressed with Optic or Prism. I think, when, well, when we put up the poll the other day, it was Prism was first, and then Optic, and then I think Select was a distant third. Uh, Tim McRae how can a card be a negative? Oh, yeah. The negative refractions. How many Brady autos do you think will be in Bowman? It's going to be a super short print. I can't imagine they're going to overdo it. So I, I would say 500 or less total. What do you think Brady got paid to do that? He's been a fanatics. He's been locked in with fanatics for years, but it's probably a massive deal. Yeah. 
Uh, Randy Ott, for resale value, do you advise going for PSA 9s or, if only SGC 9s, or even CSG 9s available? Or are you simply going to pass anything non-PSA 9? No, I mean, there's resale value with all of them. You can get the CSGs way cheaper, though. Um, but again, if you're going to get them cheaper, you're going to sell them cheaper, but maybe there's a margin there. I'm fine with either of the two. I think the outlier, though, is back to the SGC train, the SGC 9.5s. Because oh, PSA yeah. doesn't have a 9.5. The SGC 9.5s traditionally outsell PSA 9s, and sometimes you can get those at real deals. So The uh, what I was the reason why I mentioned that John Morant and the Luca cards that were SGC 9s that were outselling, there are a lot of cards right now that their PSA 10 or SGC 10, whatever the case, is doing okay, but it's uh, on a downward trend. You can go over to their PSA 9, SGC 9, and it actually is a little upward. And I've tended to notice this happens more with star guys like Luca, like John Morant, who are performing well, but their uh, their tens for whatever reason are priced a little too high, or at least they're deemed to be priced too high. And their PSA or PSA nine or SGC nine is doing better. So I would double check those pricing before you just say, "Nah, I'm out on that player for right now." I have a question for you, Jesse. What makes a card shop awesome? What do you expect to see? A card shop in general is a place where they've got comfortable chairs because I want to be able to not only buy a box there, I want to rip it. I don't like it too cramped. A lot of these card shops are really cramped, and I don't care for that either. And large selection of everything. That's my big thing. I want singles and wax. And Mm -hmm. I want singles where like high-end stuff behind the glass, and I want the dollar and five and $10 boxes. Um, I like a a TV on that has ESPN in the background. I think it's a must. Or our podcast playing in there. I'll take that. Ryan um, Van Oost, thank you for this question, by the way. And I want an engaging shop owner. Ooh, yeah. But that's hard to find. I feel like you, sure, where are you going to find one of all of those things? You in one? find it. Um, there is something I was going to, oh, did you see that? Uh, it's not Burbank. It's um, Bullpen LA. Bullpen LA. They Dude, got they broken got, into and robbed. Like, I know. Hard. I was with Mitch. Uh, Tuesday afternoon. I think it happened Tuesday night. It happened when I left. Oh, really? Dude, they actually just bought a massive building to a, a whole gym with an indoor basketball court that they're turning into. It has like, it's like 10,000 square feet. I Jeez. did see that though. I looked through what That's they savage, listed dude. on what was taken. Granted, there, there are some singles that were worth some money, but the wax, the, the cases, there's a lot of money there, but there wasn't anything like, I was like looking through 2018 prison basketball just to see if anything was taken there, but fortunately not. There was a lot of college stuff, which I was like, okay, well, maybe so it's not the worst. It must hit. not have been the stuff locked up because they have that locked up. Yeah, right? exactly. They do have at least have a safe for That's some savage, of that. man. That's the second time. Remember last time their employee got like tied yeah, up? That was actually not long beat. before we were there. Remember? Yep. When we went and toured. There's a, I feel like it's more and more of a thing. That's another reason the, to avoid LA. I've always said it. <laughs> but Way it's a, too many people. You know where else it happens a lot? Here in Tennessee. I've seen a lot of Tennessee card break-ins. I don't, Y'all, y'all need to get your act together. Not you listeners. You wouldn't do that. But Let me handle people. this next question because this guy wrote a book. <laughs> Joe Rowe here. Thoughts on eBay sellers not combining shipping. It's a trash move for sellers to make a couple extra bucks. Like, dude, just combine shipping. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. I know not there's like combined. little. Oh, so like, like if they you, buy multiple. Like they'll charge the you 450 for every single card. Yeah. It's a joke. Just combine your stuff, man. Don't be a trash bag. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think, did you not want to do the Rick Tiffenbach one? I didn't see it. Uh, with a series one retail odds and the canceling of many retail SKUs and fanatics indicating more, a direct to consumer model and or hobby shop friendly model. Is that what's happening? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, because they talked specifically, we want to make make sure we're still in the big retail stores. We want to make sure we have these SKUs for Walmart and Target and all that. So I think this is moving toward that and staying in line with what they've said, direct to consumer and direct to retail. Yes. Ryan Martinez, with all the talk about QBs possibly moving teams, which teams do you think will actually pull the trigger and move a QB into where? I mean, here's the one I think that would be absolutely wild if it happens. If Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets. Total change of scenery. The Jets have a Is major a market. No, but they have there's a it's a possibility. They have a crazy talented team everywhere but quarterback. Like they have running back weapons, their receivers are great, they have a very good defense. If that dude went there and played like he's capable of playing in the regular season, that could be awesome. Did you see, I think it was Trey Lance rumored to go to Titans, like going to what? Tennessee. There's no way they're moving him because Brock Purdy's not going to be there for the start of the season. I don't think. There was like a, something, a response to a tweet or something that Titans put out that I believe it was Trey Lance that responded to. And then there was all the speculation. So let me hit a couple more. Mark Ellison thoughts on Jazz Chisholm being a star. Jazz Chisholm's a good player. He's a prospect though who came up in a small market with the Marlins and fell out of favor. So if you like him, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to turn the tide. There you go. Um, Because as he mentioned, his cards are not on fire yet, but he's a very good young prospect, young rookie. Uh, Johnny F, who's your donkey of the week, Mike? It's a good question. Who is my donkey of the week? The guy who broke into the bullpen. Multiple guys in that case. Yeah. Donkeys. Donkeys. Donk guys. Thank you. Is it a gander? What do you call a group of donkeys hanging out? A flock? A decaeus. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Did you want to read the second question on there? or Why was Monday's episode the greatest in the storied history of sports card nonsense? Is Sports Boy spinoff in the making? I We had talked today earlier about how I was going to call pull the plug on the whole show mm-hmm. last week. So yeah. if that happens, it'll be a spinoff or he'll be on the street. <laughs> there you go. Um, hey, John, sad, John, yeah, John, John, you know, first one. of all, you started with newbie question. I could tell it's a newbie question because it's a 45 letter paragraph. Thing. You don't know no better. Just I, answer the first part. I think it's like when a, when a higher end RPA yeah, says they enclose. If it's not from any specific game. Yes. This comes up a lot. Game used is ideal. If it is not game used, though, I'll be honest. I don't care. I, now, I'm in the minority. Most guys really do. I don't care if it's game used or not. I just want the card to look cool. I'd rather have... A multicolored patch, not game used, than a game used napkin patch. That's true, but it is. It does beg the question: if it says not from any specific game or event, they're not game used at all. They're from like then it's not from any stuff. game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Cole Benz. Oh, I think we may have already. No, we haven't. So he wanted to know: Do you think Fanatics will ever release the odds of pulling certain player autos like they do with releasing the odds of pulling parallels? I, I don't think so. They've never done it. I'm not sure why they would start. So I, I don't think so, but I have no clue. And the rest of the questions were this, for Jeff. This last one for Sean Redmond is actually interesting because of what happened this past week. Does Jeff Wilson ever see himself collaborating with Sports Card Radio? So they, they went after him for months and months. Quite frankly, they beat that story to death about the whole PPE thing. It, was, it just got dragged out way too long. But uh, last week, yep. they made that story. Do you see the story? Yeah, that's what I was referencing as far as them like not oh, being completely negative yeah, anymore. That old guy who was like, Yes, I found this Babe Ruth. It's worth millions of dollars. It's literally sitting in a screw down, ungraded. And he said in the it's past, the guy who cheated his son, right? Yeah, and he said in the or tried to. Yeah. He said in the past too, like, well, PSA and BGS don't know what they're looking at. That's why they won't grade it. No, it's a fake card, dude. And, and you're a donkey. He's my donkey of the week, by the way. There you go. Oh, this is the same guy. I think that was in Atlanta at the show we were at, right? That's what I thought. That's the only yeah. time I remember hearing Jeff's about that. kid, who's young. Was this kid like 10, at 12? Least, yeah, something like that. Like apparently this guy was like really trying to take advantage of the kid. Price at a trade game. night. At a trade night. It's the same guy. So Jeff, to his credit, by the way, actually reached out to Sports Card Radio. <laughs> I don't know if I would have. I would have just let those guys burn if they had treated me like they treated him. But good on him for saying it. Yep. And then like the more you look into it, this guy's kind of a trash bag. So 
Yeah. Plenty that's... of garbage in the hobby is the moral of that story. You got to be careful. And that does it for Mailback. It does it for the whole show. We're done here. <sighs> Papa Bear is done. What, what are you going to do as your first act as a father? Oh, that's a good question. I have an answer. Sorry. You want enough card? I'm sorry. I'm going to rip a box of cards. Oh, I do have a little. Here's, a, here's what we're going to end on. We'll are you going to change the poopy diapers? My wife's four. Um, <laughs> she doesn't listen this far in the show. I'm Someone safe. made a comment that I absolutely loved. When you posted this on social media, he's like, yeah, just be careful, man. Mine was like, that redemption took me nine months to get back. thought that was classic. Very good. I like that. I like that. Um, one little side project that I've had, because I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you know this about me, um, time capsules. For some reason, I actually do know that yeah. you're into time capsules. I like capsules, the time capsule bottle. I don't know why. So I have a ran- I'm going to have a random little lockbox, and I'm oh. going to put cards that are numbered 23 of X. So card oh, number 23 years. of 25. Okay. Card number 23. The year here she is born. I'm going to. Well, if it's a girl, I'm just going to open the box and keep it myself. Fair. But if it's a boy, yeah, he'll get that. Um, so I'm going to start looking for that. Like, I, and I'm, it's going to be players I like. Bird. You know, even guys like Manny, Pedro, obviously Griffey. Brady, right, guys, guys like that. So if you have serial numbered cards that are number 23 out of whatever, I will buy them for you for my unborn child. Uh, guys, that you heard it right there. That was the first mistake he made as a father is believing he's going to do something to plan ahead for his kid's future and then think he's actually going to follow through. That's adorable. That's called projection right there. That who, If we want to take odds on the over under on that actually being started. Done, I know it's great. I start a lot of things. Charlie has a lot of projects that she's never gotten. I'm just saying. The father of the year. <laughs> All right, there you go. We'll be live on Card Shop Live a whole bunch this week. I've got breaks posted up. They'll be posted up tonight, uh, Thursday evening when you listen to this. We've got more stuff coming this weekend. Bowman Draft Sapphire PYTs. we got some Bowman Chrome Sapphire, which is taken off. Um, Tops Chrome Sonic. Uh, I know we've got a bunch of Panini stuff for sale in there as well, so make sure you check that out. There you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We will see you next Monday, and good Bye. Bye.